world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good Friday morning. A lot going on, baby. A lot going on. 1,879. 1,879 shows. That's that's pretty amazing, isn't it? That's where we are today. Thank all of you being in here. As you're always in here, we're going to take communion here in a minute. Uh, listen, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Mr. Producer, you hear me out there? I know you do. Leave the chat open. If they, if, if I see off target stuff distracting me, I'm going to shut it down. Uh, listen, I'm sorry. Love all of you. This show's not about you chatting. It's just not, it's just not about it. Okay. So we're going to leave that. We're going to leave it open, but I got my eye on it. And uh, it just, it's distracting friends. It's distracting. And we're talking about important stuff here. And I think, I don't know what you guys think. Yesterday, I, I had a, I had a clip made. Uh, Spencer, show that real quick. Uh, I, I want all of you, if you will, if you guys will help me with that. I think it's profound. I, that cl- I had a clip made out of, I can't even find it now. I had a, thank you, Spence. I had a clip made of the, of the 15-minute thing that I read yesterday from uh, our, dear, our dear friend Solzhenitsyn. I think it's powerful. And I think you should share it with others. So we'll put that in the chat. It's about 15 minutes. It's a lot. For, I understand 15 minutes is a lot for people to watch. I understand it. But I think it's, uh, it's profound because it's not me saying it's somebody else. And it certainly is predicting where we are. So go ahead and put that in the chat. Live not by lies. Solzhenitsyn spoke to us yesterday. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for this day. Thank you that uh, you're the king of the kings and the Lord of the lords. And let us treat you like you are in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. So we're going to take communion here in a minute. I'm jumping on a plane flying to Texas. I've got an event there this weekend. You guys all know about that in uh, Bowie, Texas, about 90 miles from Dallas. I'm looking at my list over here. Don't forget Saturday at 8 o'clock, pull up the Liberty Action Network thing there for Mel. Mel, pull that up there real quick. Yes, we're going to have a prayer vigil again this Saturday night at 8 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, I'm going to do my best. I will be in Texas, but I'm going to do my best to host it. But we'll have others preparation to do it. Mel, you want to say anything about this thing? This thing, I'm sorry. You want to say anything about this while it's up there? Yeah. And Spencer, if you could pull up the event too, that's actually targeting the um, the prayer at eight o'clock on Saturday night, that'd be great. So yeah, we're going to be supporting the street preaching that's happening there. Thousands then, of people are there. Thousands of people from what I understand. Mel. That's awesome. And then Saturday night, we're going to be gathering all across the country to um, to pray at eight o'clock. Um, against this. So anyway, we're taking the field. Um, please share this out. Um, I've been sharing it out on the Liberty Action Network page and on, um, you know, different social media platforms that I'm on. If you're not connected there, just, just you know, copy this link and share it out on your own social media. So thanks, guys. This is a, a great action. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're against the stronghold. So thank I, you very I, much. 
I want to say thanks to Craig and his team, which would be Steve Deck and a couple others of them. I don't know if Artie made it down there. Do you have any? Do you have any real quick update before we go to communion on that, Craig or Steve or anybody? How how that went yesterday? We had a staking operation that took place yesterday up in up in that area. Anybody? Uh, yeah, it, it it went very well, Coach. It was a, a long day. We didn't get in, we didn't get in until one o'clock this morning. But wow, uh, wow, wow, wow! Thanks uh, for going up there. But, uh, no opposition. Um, we took care of both places. We, we did a lot of things, so it's it, it, it was all good, all good. All right, man. appreciate you guys doing that, man. Thanks. See, that, that pumps me up. We got a team like that that goes out and does it on their own. God bless all of you. And thanks, thanks for doing it. Hey, a special prayer. I'm asking for a special prayer today. Our our son Zach begins his first um, long story. Zach's going to get a chance to take the bar the bar that he's a lawyer zach's a lawyer but has never taken the bar and he has he begins that process today with some uh some meetings so i just ask that you guys would just just keep that the lord would open that door or close that door whatever whatever it be i thank roger weaver who's really mentored our son it's a, it's a big day there for zach uh that hey look um uh, texas event and oh don't forget the annual event the annual event coming up and uh look folks listen to me I've already heard from some people who are trying to get an Airbnb that weekend. And they don't really, you know, if I was going to go to Chicago, I wouldn't know what part of Chicago to get an Airbnb in. So if you are interested in getting that Airbnb, maybe contact us before you book one. Because you could get one and looks okay and it's not in a very good area of town, right? So if that's something you're thinking about doing for the for the event, just say, hey coach, where would be a good place? And then we'll give you, I'll give you send you some couple links and things that you can. You can check out now. By the way, that's something that some of you may can uh, try to consider rather than getting in a hotel. You you can get an Airbnb for almost the same price, and sometimes they're three, four bedrooms. You sleep sleep a lot of different people in there, so keep that in mind as well. Okay, uh, boom! I've covered it. I did that. I did that. I did that. Joe, come on in. Let's have some communion here this morning. Hey, got a rocking. I got a rocking show for you. Hang in there. Go ahead. Good morning, Coach. Morning, John. Uh, can we please have uh, John 10, 14 to 18? John 10, 14 to 18. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father, Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them must I also bring. And they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Amen. Amen on that one. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. And if we can have 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three to 26. Say a quick prayer. 
Forest first. Dearly Father, we thank you again and are grateful for being able to wake up this morning. And there's no guarantee of that, Lord. We are grateful that you gave us another day. And we're grateful that you brought this household of brothers and sisters across this country and in some parts of the world together through the miracles of technology. We are grateful for our spirit-filled leadership coach who inspires us and helps us be closer to you day by day and to understand you better. And we ask that you bless this bread and drink representing your body and your blood that you sacrifice for us. We ask you to forgive us our sins and transgressions as we as we look at our transgressions ourselves and are grateful for the forgiveness that you give us when we ask. And help us this day to be the brothers and sisters you would have us be. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Thanks, Joe. Welcome, Coach. My privilege. <clears throat> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Just thinking before I start here. Uh, I need a haircut. <laughs> Abby, my daughter cuts my hair. I, get, I got to leave today. <clears throat> I look scraggly. My wife always tells me I look scraggly. Um, hey, folks, the new media is the lifeboat. Are you, are you out there listening to me? The new media is the lifeboat. The old media is dying. It's going. It's one of the best things that the Lord has ever done is he's killing CBS and NBC and MSNBC. He's killing them all. He's killing them all. And the, uh, the one of the great deceptions that's been going on in our lifetime, I'm not talking about Tucker today, relax, is the deception that Fox News were the good guys. And uh, we now know that the kings of this earth are conspiring against the Lord and against his anointed. And that we have a counterbalance, right? We have a left and we have a right. And so we have Fox News on the right who gives us a little bit of truth. Remember, I always told people that 
Rush Limbaugh was nothing more than a pressure gauge or pressure release. That's all it was. You turn into Rush Limbaugh, 6 million people a day, whatever it was to turn in. And at the end of the day, you would say, ah, Russia's got it all figured out and Russia's in charge. <sighs> and meanwhile, everything got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse because Rush, God bless him, rest his soul, Rush never, Rush never did anything but talk. He was an analyst, play-by-play announcer, told us what was going on, and never did anything to oppose it other than vote Republican. Somebody can give me a thumbs up or you don't have to. So we're beginning to see this now, even more with Fox News. We would run down the litany of people who are no longer at Fox News. I'm not talking about Fox News with me. I'm using it as an illustration. Okay, O'Reilly gone, uh, 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 Megyn Kelly gone, Glenn Beck gone, Dan Jabongino gone, Tucker gone. And see, the reason Tucker's gone right now is because Fox News is the only real outlet that we're used to, what we would call the mainstream. Fox has become mainstream. They're the only one fighting the Trump battle. That's that's the only one. And so they had to get rid of they had to get rid of Tucker. They had to get rid of Bongino. Sean Hannity is not really a Trump guy. I don't know if you guys know that or not. He's a Republican guy. And so coming into the next election, they have to make sure they didn't have anybody really telling the truth about Trump and what was going on behind the scenes, not about Trump, but how they're all out to get him, right? So understand what's going on around us, that this is about, see, they just threw Don Don Lemon under the bus. They just squashed that lemon under the bus because they got rid of Tucker. They had to look like they were, they had to look like it balanced, right? The media is all one big whore. It's all one big whore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you don't get it. Laura Ingram, have you ever, as Laura, I don't watch Fox News, have either Laura Ingram or uh, Sean Hannity, who else would be, I don't even watch the guests, or the five, have any of them talked about Tucker being gone? Any of them? Has the five done a whole day show on, golly, what's going on with Tucker? No, they don't even mention it, right? They don't even mention it. Why? Because it's control. Whoever owns you controls you. Whoever gives you the money controls you, friends. Come on, come on. So it's hard to be independent. It's one of the points I'm trying to make. But so here's the good news. They're all, they're all going different places. You now can find Glenn Beck on his own, his own uh, network. You can find Megyn Kelly on her own network. Bill O'Reilly now has her, has her own network. Uh, Tucker's going to start. In other words, there are going to be other places that people are going to be to be able to go to get their information rather than controlled Fox. You do know this, don't you, that Fox called the election in Arizona long before anybody knew. Fox, Rupert Murdoch did not want MAGA. They do not want MAGA. They want controllable conservatism. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to move on because I don't, want to, I don't want to get bogged down. I'm trying to show you something here, okay? Be of good cheer. There's an arc that's being built right in front of us. There's an arc being put out there right now. And we're, we're honored. We're, we're, kind of on the, we're kind of on the front row of it, aren't we? Right here, what we've been doing for 1,879 shows, providing truth to people. Okay, hang on. So, Coach, what are you doing? Okay, stay with me. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. I'm going to show you some things today. Uh, I, I'm, last last uh, couple of days, last week, I've been watching what they call these uh, Facebook Reels. Do you guys know what Facebook Reels are, the Reels? They're real short little sections. In fact, let me show you a real quick Reel here. Uh, Go to, it says my Facebook. I'm, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to go somewhere. Okay. Go to my Facebook page. Reels, it says down to the bottom. I'm going to show you a few reels I posted up on. That, that was me. That's a, that, here's a, here's a reel. Okay. Here's a reel. This is Joe Biden. 
little things like this. These are coming all the rage on Facebook now. These reels that people are getting out information that's been here's Joe Biden on a reel. Okay, I just want you to know what a reel is. Go ahead. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? And the world okay, so, okay, so these reels are able to bring out things from the past, real short little segments. These things are really, really effective. Here's another good one. You're not to play it. I'm starting to, I, I'm looking at some of the, here's another one. This guy talking about, uh, this is Stanley Kubrick, who said he filmed, he was the producer of the moon landing. It never happened. Stanley Kubrick. I don't know if you've seen it. Go, go back down. Go, go back up. I'm sorry. Go back up. Here's a good one on astronauts. Do you know that most of the astronauts, well, play this. Play this real quick. I want you guys to see that this kind of stuff's going on. This is going to penetrate and pierce through, okay? This guy shows up with a Bible, and he talks to astronauts, put their hand on a Bible, and swear they went to the moon. Watch this. The moon, we're given the opportunity to swear to God that you walked on the moon. I'm going to give you the opportunity to get the hell knocked out of you if you don't leave me alone. So why don't you just put the end to the record the argument and put your hand on the Bible, swear to God you walked on the moon. Mr. Cyber, knowing you, that's probably a fake Bible. Well, you're talking to the wrong guy. Why don't we talk to the administrator at NASA? We're passengers. We're, we're guys going on a flight. I don't hit people, but you're going to be on the deck unless you get well, the Well, I take your stuff and get the out. Why don't you quote me and say it's in the shadows in Iraq? I don't give a, I don't give a damn about all that. Of lunar orbit being falsified. Being falsified? Correct. We got an unedited tape from a source at the Johnson Space Center. Totally nonsense. If you walked on. Trying to get these takes, this guy goes around these Bibles and tries to get Neil Armstrong put his hand on the Bible and raise his hand and swear he walked on the moon. They won't do it. They won't do it. Take that for what it's worth. Anyway, I'm talking about reels today, okay? And uh, some of these things are really, really, really effective. And uh, don't pass by some. That's not what I'm trying to show you. I want to show you how they're using it to manipulate everything that's going on. Stay with me, okay? Number four. Number four. Pull that up for me. Well, look at those grandkids. Is my blessed man or what? Huh? Did you look at this? Hey, hey, programming. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Man, oh, man. Record one in four high school students say they're gay. 25% of American high school students now say they're gay, bisexual, or questioning. 20, how's, that, how's that happen? How has that happened? Well, it's happened because we've allowed our children to be indoctrinated in these camps called schools. These are Christian kids. We take them to Sunday school and we show them uh, rainbows and arcs and things like that. And then they go to school and the teachers and the, the curriculum 
continually pounds on them saying, gay, 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 tranny, 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 uh, he, he, her, her, him, him, thus, thus, right? Over and over and over and over and over to the point where their minds are being manipulated. We're now one in every four, according to the statistics, are questioning. Eh, maybe I do. Maybe I do like guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never really slept with a guy. Maybe I would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see, see. Okay, now, number two, number three, number five. Play, play number five. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Number five. One third of U.S. Yeah, teen girls seriously considered attempting suicide in 2021. A third of them. Did they? I don't, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> if I was a teen girl, I would. And because why? Because everything is about sex and your body and your appearance. If you are a regular 15-year-old girl with pimples and a big butt, you ain't got, you ain't got, nothing, you got nothing to be happy about in the world, folks. Everything's beauty, 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 beauty. Everything's sex, sex, sex. Every, everywhere you look, would, would you be surprised that even after this feminist movement, which did nothing but destroy the moral decency of girls, that's all it was, folks. Huh? That's all it was. When girls got the right to have, have, un, uh, have sex with whoever they wanted to, just like the boys, all of a sudden they were liberated. It was the most unbelievable destruction. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to connect the dot here. Hang on with me. All of it happened under the watchful eye of American Christian pastors. All of it did. Now, I'm, I'm going to give the older guys, we, we were overwhelmed, weren't we, in the 60s and the 70s? We were overwhelmed, man. We had no idea the stuff that was coming down the road. And here we are. We had no idea this whole tranny stuff, wherever it's happening. Remember when they just, remember when homosexuals just wanted to get married? Right, they just wanted to be left alone. That's the first of all. They just wanted to be left alone. They just wanted to live like everybody else. They just wanted to be Timmy and Billy with a garden. That's all they wanted. And then no, then it wasn't that. And then they wanted to be make sure that they couldn't be fired because they were Timmy and Billy just had a garden. And 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 then it moved on. Well, well, they now they wanted to be treated with a little bit of special rights because they've been described. You, you see how the pattern is going, right? And all along the road, what happened? Well, the church compromised. Okay. All right. Well, you say the church didn't coach. That was done through, that was done in the courts. That was done by the Supreme Court. Yeah, I know, I know it was. I know it was. And the church accepted it and remained silent. The Supreme Court said a man or a woman could murder their baby. And the church says, oh, that's bad. Okay. Courts have spoken. We're good Christians. We have to follow it. And then the courts come out and say, well, 1980. Oh, not only is there a right to kill a baby, 1973, a seven years later. Oh, there's a right. Oh, is there? Oh, there's a right for a man to get married, too. It's called Stone versus Graham. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the church, oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, we're not going to marry him. We're not going to marry him. That's okay, but we're not going to. Right, right. So you see where it's been, the slippery slope. And then went into gay rights and all started with feminism. Look at me. Look at me. I got the most beautiful feminine woman anyone could have ever in their whole life ever married. Oh, my goodness. And Michelle and I have the most unbelievable relationship because I'm the man and she's the woman. And the whole idea of Western culture was to get the woman out of the home. Because if they could get the woman out of the home, they could get the kid in school. And if they could get the kid in school, 
By the time they're 18, the parents won't even recognize the kid anymore. Thumbs up. Anybody say amen? That's what happened to us. Now, now, now the churches were overwhelmed because mm-hmm. they didn't get it. They didn't really know what was going on. But we know today, don't we? Do we know today what's going on? And do you think that the pandemic, you think the pandemic was really about a virus? Sit down. I'm going to show you some stuff here today. <clears throat> Pull up uh, number one. Pull up Chuck Baldwin. I'm not a big Chuck Baldwin fan. Doesn't really matter. This is a pretty powerful argument, and it, this is written off of uh, off of another George Barna latest research. In fact, you can see that Spencer. Uh, click on that right in the uh, second paragraph. George Barna's latest research. So you can click there, and it will take you to George Barna's research. Okay. But Baldwin breaks it down. So I'm using what Baldwin said today. To say that America's pulpits are failing is an extreme misunderstatement. They're not just failing, they're failing miserably. Uh, Since the COVID-19 pandemic began in 2020, fewer born-again Christians now say that Jesus lived a sinful life during his time on earth. And church attendance has dropped by 15 million people weekly. The findings came from the world. That's another one you can open up and get all the. While born again Christians make up about, look, listen to this. While born again Christians make up about one third of all U.S. adults. Clay, do you hear that? Do you believe that's true, friends? One out of every three people you come in contact is a born again Christian. Absolutely no way that that's true, except the churches have told them they're born again. Okay. So, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Well, born-again Christians make up about one-third of all U.S. adults and are considered the backbone of local church activity because of their high level of commitment to the Christian faith. The study shows that between 2020 and 2023, during COVID, the share of those who say they believe Jesus did not sin during his lifetime fell. In, in three years, the people who believe Jesus lived a sinless life fell from 58% to 44%. Let that sit there a minute. The shift in belief among born-again Christians was among six. It showed a significant decline in past. Okay, let's go on down. You you guys can read it. Fewer than half of born-again Christians, fewer than half now believe they have a unique God-given calling or purpose. The share of those who held that belief fell from 88% to 46%. In three years, born-again Christians went from saying, 86% 86% of them say they had a specific purpose to 46%. In three years, when the church shut down. A downward trend was also observed among those who say the Bible is not double-minded about abortion. The church now believes that abortion was absolutely wrong, 58%. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Only 58%. To today, it's 44%. 44%. Those who say human life is sacred fell from 60% to 48%. Barna has the statistics. You can go to Barna and see him, okay? And the number of born-again Christians who say God is the basis for all truth fell from 69% to 63 just in the past three years with the lockdown. The share of born-again believers who say they are deeply committed. Look, 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 Clay. The share of born-again believers who say they are deeply committed to practicing their religious faith fell from 85%. To 50%. Born-again believers. Hmm. By the way, Clay, you did a great job yesterday sitting in for John. 
When it comes to the general population of U.S. adults, barring in the share of the population that claims to hold a biblical worldview, look, are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? The, U, the general United States population that hold a biblical worldview before the pandemic was only 6%, but now it's 4 Barnes said, out of every 100 Christians you run into, only four of them will think like a Christian. God, do you believe it? I believe it. Huh? You believe that? I run into them every day. While less than half now claim to be deeply committed to practicing their religious faith. And three years ago, 60% were deeply committed. Today, it's 48%. Most religious beliefs changed over the course of generations, Barnes said, not years. However, we know that major life crises have the capacity to introduce substantial change quickly. So let's scroll on down, Spence, please. Okay, I got some more stuff. Go on down. I, I, you can read. You can read. I'm going to show you some more. Go on. Okay, so see it again. Here you go. Here we go. These are things that we know now. Right there, freeze. Christians believing in the sinless life of Christ fell from 58% to 44 just last three years. Christians who believe they have an individual calling fell from 88% to 46%. Barna does this for a living. Christians who understand the Bible's clear teaching on killing babies in the womb fell from 58% to 44%. Christians who say human life is sacred fell from 60% to 48%. Christians who actually practice their faith fell from 85% to 50% during the pandemic. And the share of population who have a biblical worldview fell to just 4% over the last few years. Chuck Baldwin says, what an indictment this is against the pulpits of America. That's what I've been saying, right? I'm not patting myself on the back. We ought to all be crying. The fundamental beliefs of Christianity and the Bible collapsed so dramatically during the last three years of COVID shows that the vast majority of professing Christians have never truly internalized their beliefs before COVID appeared. And the only reason for the lack of spiritual death is that the pastors had not sufficiently taught them sound doctrine. Even even a casual look at the vast majority of the so-called Christians teaching on television reveals the most shallow, mealy-mouthed, milquetoast preaching ever heard in 2,000 years of Christianity. So he says, let's be clear. People who do not believe that the Bible is God's holy word are not Christians. People who do not believe that Jesus was born of a virgin are not Christians. People who do not believe that Jesus lived a sinless life are not Christians. People who do not believe that Jesus died a vicarious death on the cross for our sins are not Christians. People who do not believe that Jesus rose bodily from the grave are not Christians. People who do not believe that Jesus is God in flesh, man's creator, became man's redeemer, they are not Christians. People who do not believe that salvation is by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ with no works of the law required are not Christians. If you're not hearing the above truths in your church, you attend. Get the hell out. I said hell. The COVID fraud was a great sifting. Shift, yeah, sifting. It identified the religious phonies and it showed us the freedom. From, Thank you, Lord, for COVID. And sadly, we have to come to see that the real Americans, the real Christians, are a much smaller portion of the whole than we had realized. 
huh? I'm not discouraged, however, because half the battle is being able to accurately identify who's on our team and who's not on our team. And the Lord is doing that. Isn't that something, friend? Amen. Huh? Isn't, isn't that what we've been saying? That the pastor, the pastor, what would it be like in my dreams, Lord, if I had 121 pastors getting this information that we provided every day? Would it change? Would they talk about it? Would they be interested in it? No, because this is dangerous. This is dangerous. Let me show you a couple of things, then I'll then I'll open it up here. Spencer, pull up for me. Uh, number six. <clears throat> number six. Oh, I wish our I wish our pastors could think like this. These again, these are some reels that I got today. R e e l s. All right. Listen to this. Go ahead. Wait, I'm a girl. You're transgender? Yes. No, Quinn has XY chromosomes like Jared and me, not XX like you. Science says he's male. No, Quinn has gender dysphoria. Her assigned gender is not the one she identifies with. She's mismatched, Dr. Murphy. But biologically... What even biologically? How do you know you're supposed to be a boy? Your question doesn't make sense. I'm not supposed to be anything. I am a boy. Biologically, that's it. Dude, you got to quit calling her a he. We're never going to win this competition if you're disrespecting our patient. Don't they have transgender people in Wyoming? Okay, transgender patient care was not part of my medical school curriculum. Was it part of yours? No. Quinn doesn't have appendicitis. He has testicular cancer. She... Boom! Boom. Right? Folks, it's voodoo science all around us. And the entire show yesterday was, we have got to stop going along with this stuff. You've got to quit. You have to speak out in your church, in your area of influence, about he's and she's and pro. No, 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 no. We are believing lies everywhere we look, and we're letting them get away with it. They're teaching the lies to our children. And we know better, and we don't say anything about it because we're worried about what others might think. And we've been taught to be nice and to be kind, be tolerant, be accepting. And when, in fact, we are denying the truth. Uh, Steve Deck, who's the truth? Who's the truth? Yeah. Every 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 time we repeat lies, we are denying the truth. And what are we seeing happen and fold in front of us? Can anybody tell me anything that you know the medical science is teaching us that is not true? I could run down a litany of 20 things the medical science is teaching us that we now know is, I can name six just on COVID, that we know is not true, right? Yet we follow along just like sheep because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mark Trump, come on in. And just a question, you ask if this or that, are you Christian? You can't be Christian. If you believe that a boy with boy parts is a girl in any form or fashion, are you Christian? You can't be, can you, Mark? Can you be? Truth. Do you have, can you have the Do Holy you know Spirit? Truth. Do you, that's you right. Know can truth. you have the Holy Spirit and, and, and accept that? Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. I didn't mean to cut you off. 
No, no, that's it. That's all. But but right. can you be? People don't like asking about their Christianity associated with these lies. Can you kill a baby and be Christian? These no. are tough questions, Coach. They have to be asked, though, don't they, Mark? They have to be asked. If somebody, I'm telling you this from the bottom of my heart, if you know any Christian who is pro-choice, they are not Christian. Boom. We got to start saying that, folks. We've got to start Amen. saying that. Now, you say, uh, why are you saying I'm not saved? Well, I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is you're lying and you're believing lies. And does the Holy Spirit teach you to accept and believe lies? Is the Holy Spirit of God telling you that an unborn baby isn't a human being? You're hearing that from the Holy Spirit? Can't be. Can't be. Boom. Biblical worldview, folks. Biblical worldview. Biblical worldview. Julie. Uh, good morning. I'm um, getting back to the um, beginning of the show when you were talking about, you know, kids getting trained to be homo and the suicide yeah. is so high. Okay, here's my heart. Um, my question is, how can we, as an ecclesia, make an impact on these young kids locally? You know, well, how, about, how, about if we, how about if we did this? How about if we showed up at the damn school board and said, "Stop teaching it." Amen. Stop teaching Amen. it. Amen. We won't even do that. Why? Because we're Christians and we're tolerant and accepting and God loves everybody. Come on. Angie. You know, one of the most dangerous things that I observed as a hospital administrative supervisor at Nationwide Children's was the absolute control on the narrative of these exploding mental disorders with gender dysphoria and the requirement of the staff to play along in the he, she, they, them, him, her narrative. I refused to do that. I would go to a room. I, they would be like, oh, it's, you know, she's identifying as she, she, her, whatever. I'm like, what's her name on, the, on her paperwork? What's the name on her medical record? And if it's a male and his name is John, I'm not going to call him her. I'm not doing that. And I'm not no, going no, to call Angie. him no matter how much trouble gets you in, right? No matter how Absolutely. much trouble gets you in, you yes. are not going to compromise on the truth. No, you have got to stand up. And listen to me, that's why I'm now a retired nurse, because of <laughs> all of these shenanigans. COVID was just the tip of the iceberg, right? COVID was just the final push. But I'm telling you, when they're telling you as a professional and as a Christian that you've got to play along in that game, you had better be ready and willing and able to walk away from your job. Because this is pandering to the narrative and the and the hospitals, these pediatric hospitals, and these pediatric psychologists and sociologists, uh, so, uh, psychologists and psychiatrists, they're all pushing that narrative. When Amen. I sit in a conference room and I hear a, a pediatric psychiatrist tell me personally that he wants to have nationwide renowned, uh, renowned uh, care for trans patients, that's when you know that your facility is on the downward slide. So, so, so Angie, as, as we saw in that clip, these doctors have had no training on transgenderism. No, none, right? No. That none, none, no. none. And, well, and, and, and so what we're doing is we're relying on these quote-unquote psychologists and yeah. these counselors, these social workers, to provide the narratives to the hospital health care system, right? Like yes. they're the ones that push the narrative. I have a, so, a social worker telling me, a bachelor degree nurse, that I need to be telling 
playing along in the game of a patient that identifies as she, he, or her. Right? <laughs> Stop. Stop that now. We're not doing that. It, it, it is the element of confusion. That is what the Satan is the author of, right? Confusion. And yep. we need to stop this nonsense. So you had better be willing to walk away. If you're a teacher and they're telling you to play that game, get out of it. If you're a was, nurse and they're telling you to play that game, get out of it. I was looking for a job when I got this one, Angie. That's the truth. George McCloy. Come on in, George. This is the Omega coach. What the pandemic brought forth was the remnant that will not quit, that Amen. will not get down, that will not die. Amen. Amen. It's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. Deal. Well, Coach, brother, this is good stuff. My, You know, my wife has said that even in the hospital, that little that little badge that they wear has to have that sticker, whether they got the jab or not. And she's <laughs> looking at me. Isn't that a violation of your HIPAA right there? Sure but is. Coach, let's, let's go to the heart. When I say the heart, I mean the core of the matter. Did not Jesus say in uh, Matthew chapter 5, he who says in his heart, Rekha, or has anger, is guilty of murder. It's not only the person who commits the murder, right, of innocent baby boys and girls, but those who say they're Christians and are okay with those murdering, brother, mm-hmm. you know what? They are murderers and they're not Christians. <laughs> it's not only that if I act like a coward, but he, he who has cowardness in his heart, guess what? He is a coward and they <laughs> shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Because, see, that strikes at the heart of the matter. You might say, you might say, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-life, but yet in your heart, I don't want any children. You're a murderer. Amen. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. See, look, folks, what Dale just said. You apply, just apply this question. What would Jesus think? Now, people are going to say, well, uh, Jesus Trust me to make my own decisions. All this kind of stuff, right? Ask him very simply, would Jesus Christ ever abort a baby? Would Jesus Christ ever engage in sex with a man? What are, they, they have nothing to say. We have to begin to say these things. Because otherwise, Christianity becomes whatever you want it. Coach, if I may come right back in on it, that that's a great topic. So, what would what did Jesus say to the Pharisees? He saw what was in their heart, what they were thinking, and that's what he struck at right there. He knew what they were thinking. Amen, amen, amen. Huh? If we're supposed to be like Jesus, I, I said I always love everybody. Yeah, he didn't murder not he didn't murder not one baby. I don't think did he? I don't think so. Brett, come in. That's why the locker room, Coach, you're the only one out there doing it. Everybody watching this, international, across America, you got to share Coach Dave live with your neighbor and your pastor. Your pastor especially, although he doesn't have the courage probably. Clint listens, Tom Gill listens. There's a few out there that listen. Most most of them ain't got any. They don't have any guts. Lorianne. Hey, listen. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on on a minute. Hey, folks, I'm going to say it again. They don't have any guts, all right? They don't have any guts. All of this stuff is going on with the pastor's approval, and not a one of them, well, very few of them are raising a hand against Amen. it. Amen. They're not even talking to the congregations about it. They're cowardly, I think. Go ahead, Lauren. I'm sorry. We're called to honor our temples, and that's what the Lord commanded us to do. And with all this mutilation of the outward side of the temple, is what's actually going on inward. Oh, what a picture you know, that is. Inward reflection. Yes. 
of the mutilation that's happening to people's souls. They're being castrated on the inside, aren't they, Laura Ann? They're being castrated on the inside. I mean, when you when you wrap your head, I can't even wrap my head around it, and it breaks my heart. But the problem is, too, is the, is the pulpit's been castrated and mutilated yep. and yep. changed into something. It's trans. I don't know. And everybody seems to forget that when they were given that stage, it's the Lord's stage that you're supposed to stand there and honor. It's not your stage. You don't you don't have a platform. God's giving you a voice, like you, Coach Dave. I have sanity every morning. Because my devotional is with this group of people. That, so I don't think that I'm absolutely out of my mind with the way Amen. that I think. Amen. Amen. So thank you very much because I need you. And Amen. I'm not, you know, I'm tired of watching babies, innocent babies be, be pulled apart limb by limb, literally. Wombs becoming a tomb. Women don't realize the consequences, they, the, the, the risk of, ovarian cancer and breast cancer after each one of these abortions that they have that they're, you know, and then, and then these little babies and nobody's sticking up for these kids that are getting mutilated. I mean, nobody's talking about the long-term consequences of all these things and and our, and where's Jesus now they're mutilating and they're making, they're, they're making Jesus a sinner. So now, so now it's trans Jesus. I mean, what we got to stop it. We got to. We got. We have to. We have to. Amen, Lord. Jack, come on in, then Clay. Yeah. Cl- um, question for Dale: How far is it from the little star on your wife's badge that tells about her back status and a nice little yellow star that says, "Oh, I'm a Christian." How far is it from that? Not far, buddy. <laughs> No, my wife doesn't wear that little star and she's not ashamed to say so. She don't wear a mask either. And you know what? They don't even question her because they're afraid of her. That's exactly right. They should be fearful. They should be fearful. They're not fearful because we're wimps. Amen. Except for you and your wife. Clay, come on in. Yeah, that article, it didn't show how many people came to Jesus during the pandemic. And it didn't show how many people left the, uh, the church buildings and started their home churches. Right. And, uh, you it's know, if we could, if we could write our own article and do or come up with our own statistics to show how many, how the church has been strengthened by all this. If we, yeah. Well, I think Barn is showing you the mainstream church, what's happening to the mainstream church. Amen. Uh, I think those of us who are all in are more all in than we were before. Right. That 3%, that 6%, whatever. There's a deeper commitment there. The, the shallow ones, Sheep and the goats being separated right in front of us. Randall, then Tom. Uh, yeah, yeah, Coach, they've been working on this uh, Jesus is a sinner uh, narrative for a very long time. I, I remember like the movie Last Temptation of Christ, and they've been working on this whole Jesus and Mary Magdalene uh, angle for years now. So it's no wonder so many people believe he's and. But you know, in, reg- in regard to, I, I saw a, a comment earlier about the Democrats uh, promoting this transgender, and that is true. But I, when was the last time you seen a uh, a national Republican really push back against the transgender? I mean, I, I don't see Dr. Rand Paul <laughs> saying anything. No, no, no. No, it's the same thing. Can can I can I tiptoe into a? a, a a sticky wicket here, if I can, all right? This is my opinion. 
the church is the body of Christ. It's not the bride. And we have taken the church and feminized the church. We call the church she because we think the church is the bride of Christ. When you go to Revelation, it says, come, I'll show you the bride. And you see the new Jerusalem descending out of heaven as a bride as a bride prepared for her husband. And we are the body of Christ. He is the head. We are the body. If, 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 Jesus, if Jesus is marrying the church, then maybe he is trans-Christian. Because there are men in the church. Tom Stout. We're the body of Christ, not the bride. Good yeah, morning, Coach. Morning, everybody. Hey, it's a it's an attack on the foundation of uh, of, of God of Christianity. In uh, Genesis five two, it says, "When God created mankind, He made them in the likeness of God. Amen. He created them male and female, and blessed them, and He named them mankind." Amen. So this. Amen. It's another attack, just like dinosaurs are an attack on our children about the creation of the world, just like a lot of things. And as we've left our agrarian society, we've forgotten that a, a, a goat is either born a buck or a doe, Amen. a dog or a stud or a bitch, a, a, a cattle are born cows or bulls. Amen. And they're not, they don't change their sex. They don't stand in the corner crying because I'm, I'm, I'm trapped in this male body of a cow. They, none of that. No. So it's, it's an insanity of reason. It's an eclipse of logic, of, of reality. So I, yeah, I, yep. I get pretty – I went to get my coffee at the Duke Station the other day, and this guy behind the cash register is a fat little boy with pink spiked hair and, and, and fingernails all painted up. I thought, yeah, dude, you really strike fear into the enemy, won't you? Amen, so, amen. That's it's, my rant. Thank you. It, sh- it shows how bad they need help, doesn't it? That's for sure. Yeah. Craig, come on in, then Claudine. Coach, uh, I want to read scripture, uh, Mark 5, verse 2. I don't know if they can pull that up. But before I say that, okay, uh, if, we're, if our body is a repository or can be, let's put it can be the repository for the Holy Spirit, through our Lord Jesus Christ, can it be the repository to a unclean spirit? And I would say yes, right? Yes. And it's scripture that really talks about this here. And in verse 2, uh, it says, And when he came out of the boat, this is being Jesus, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he often had been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles had been broken to pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Now, when my children were growing up, they used to talk about how girls would cut themselves. That was a sign of depression, right? Mm -hmm. Because they had an unclean spirit, right? right? Now, this is the ultimate cutting your body parts off this is a spiritual battle that if we try to talk about it in an intellectual way we'll this is this is the the demonic and they need the vessels and this is what we're up against so this is how i part of it we need to attack it we need to say uh you know this isn't they're confused this is they have a unclean spirit and craig not only that see the elimination of christ 
from medicine is the culprit. Because they only look at the physical. They only look at the things that they can test and measure under a microscope. They can only do deal with medical experts and what they've said, and they deny the supernatural. So they can't go and say, well, this, this poor guy has a spirit. He has an unclean spirit. And so they'll cut off his dick thinking that that'll cure the problem. Doesn't work. Claudine. Good morning, coach. Morning. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Yesterday, I actually got to meet uh, President Trump. And uh, you guys got to listen to his speech in Manchester. He spoke against the trans movement. He spoke uh, uh, about everything. That was the first time I heard any leader start to speak about anything like that. So um, he's, he's starting up the, uh, the ruffle. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to hear more about it in the political realm. So um, stay tuned. Amen. Um, let's go for it. And when the rest of us, we got to fight the battle at our states. You got to put those bills in. You got to support people that are there to get those bills in because we're at the end of our season, but we need to ramp up for next season. Amen. 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 Uh, God bless you, Claudine. I saw, I saw that video. I didn't just have a chance to get that primed and up ready to go. Not regarding that, but regarding the trans video that you sent me. God bless you. Keep fighting out there. Myra, Myra, come on in. Then Rochelle and then Betty. Myra, Rochelle, and Betty. Yes, coach. In regard to what just Claudine talked, and um, this message is also for, um, let me see, Ohio Brett, Craig, Bible Verse, um, a Steve Deck report from Massachusetts, and the American Unhinged Craig, uh, Chad, and David did an excellent um, interview yesterday. Um, Revelation three sixteen through 17. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increase with goods, and have need of nothing. I knowest not thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Hallelujah. Christians are lukewarm. Pastors are lukewarm. See, they're not lukewarm about everything. They're just lukewarm about the important things, the controversial things. They're lukewarm about them. They just decide they're not even going to touch those. And don't forget this, Revelation 20, is it verse 8? That the fearful and unbelieving are the first ones cast into the lake of fire. Pull it up there for me, Revelation. I think it's 21. I think it's 21.8. Fearful and unbelieving. Revelation 20. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but the fearful, he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving. Those are two groups of people, Coach. It is. So it has nothing to do with an unbeliever. Who are the fearful? Judgment begins at the house of the Lord. All right. The fearful and the unbelieving, the abominable murderers, and whoremongers, sorcerers, and outers, and all liars shall have their pay part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. Huh? Oh, wait a minute. Coach, are you saying if I'm saved but I'm fearful? I'm not saying that. I'm just reading. Coach. I'm I'm just reading. Yeah. The fearful and unbelieving. That means the unbelieving are not in the group of fearful. Oh, the fearful's different than the unbelieving. Oh yeah, that would make oh, yeah. the believers. That would make the believers 
the fearful. Words have they, meaning. They do have meaning, baby. And they have an order too, don't they? Rochelle. Amen. Uh, good morning, team. Thanks, Coach. Um, I You were talking about, you know, these surveys. And, you know, the, I feel like mm-hmm. they can be skewed. But I did find one. Um, this is from the New York Post. It was done by um, the Springtide Research Institute. And they do have some good news. Um, well, I guess it's on how you look at it. But it says about one-third of millennial, 18 to 25-year-olds doubt that there's any type of higher power. That means two-thirds. They're not going to quite go out and say God, but they're saying a higher power. I guess with – I mean, we've had quite a crisis take place in their lifetime. So um, it is opening their eyes. But I'm just afraid that this the new age people are are ready with their – with their claws to get them. So if there's a young, young adult in your life, um, don't be afraid to talk to them about what's really going on and a biblical worldview and how it all fits in because they need, they need to hear it because the other stuff's coming at them from every angle. Yeah. You're not allowed to talk about Jesus. Not allowed to talk about Jesus. Betty, come on in. Uh, Good morning. Great show. Hey, um, I always believed that before COVID, before this pandemic, that there was only probably maybe 10% of really born again Christians in church. So because if you're born again, you will not change your ways with the Lord, no matter what happens and what goes on. So it really shows that most of them were just want to be Christians because Betty, Betty, can I tell you something? Nobody's taught them how to be one. I can do, I can actually relate to that. Because after I was born again and knew it and knew where I was going, but why? I wasn't even handed a Bible. No. Yeah, no. You see, they, they, they teach you that you're born again to be nice. That's it. You're born again, now you're nice. Yes. And right. then, you know, after the opening of the church, it just opened it up for more false prophets, more wannabe Christians, and, you know, yep. and, and, and demons to come Amen. in to filtrate our churches. Amen. So I'm just, look, I'm not criticizing pastors. I'm just telling the truth. If they want to take it as criticism, Sorry, boys. George, come on in. Coach, I I know that I've said this before, and I'm sorry. I wh- can you please put that doctor thing in the chat? I don't know how to go back the next day and get into the chat. I'm okay. Good. I'm frustrated. I'm sorry. That's okay. Put that in there for him, Spencer. Put in there the doctor thing, whatever the doctor thing. Oh, yeah, whatever. Every, okay, yeah. Now you got me distracted there. Cool. Hey, listen. Covet your prayers this week. I gotta. Uh, this weekend, I'm jumping on a plane this afternoon. Uh, Brett's going to pick me up. I want to thank Brett because Brett uh, opened the door for me to be able to be part of uh, Wano Savings going to be there. Uh, uh, David uh, Sumrall is going to be there. Sheila Holmes going to be there. And I get, I get, uh, I think it's 20 minutes in front of that crowd. But I thank God for the spiritual connections that he's making. And as I said yesterday, you guys know that I go with the uncompromising gospel. I don't go to rub elbows with famous people. That's not what it's about. And to think that the Lord would give me the opportunity to rub elbows with famous people. Uh, what are the odds of being able to do that? So we covered your prayers. Uh, please uh, pray for our, our son, Zach, uh, in his, uh, I don't want to say battle, in his confrontation with the with the legal system today, with the, uh, what is it? The Bar Association. I couldn't find it that uh, they're going to smile on him, let let him take the bar. A lot going on out there. You're all dealing with a lot of crap. We're all dealing with a lot of crap. Remember this, 
Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the King of the Kings and the Lord of the Lords. Latch on to him, stand up for him, speak the truth for him, and then let the chips fall wherever they may. God bless you. We'll see you on uh, Saturday, Saturday, 8 o'clock. Join us for the prayer. Amen. We'll see you then. God bless you.